0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome to On the Bench. This is a different uh lineup <laughs> than usual. You got myself, Zach blostein and my good buddy Dane Draper. We are here to give you the latest on Florida State's recruiting efforts to start the 2025 recruiting class. Florida State held their first junior day this past weekend of the cycle. And Dane was out there providing live on-site coverage in the cold, the winter tundra of Tallahassee uh, during this time of the year. Um, but before we get into that, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, the Turner Group, for all your realty needs in the entire state of Florida. I know you know my family's had experience with the Turner Group. They said it was awesome. Um, super great process. Great people. Florida State grads, Colin and Navy Turner, who founded it and uh, just... Yeah, I mean you guys should go support them if if you're you know in the market. And yeah, I mean I, I I love the Turner group. Um and then Chattanooga Whiskey. Uh I know you guys needed some some warmth up there in Tallahassee. I know Chattanooga Whiskey can provide that for all your bourbon needs. Um man, I know I know Dane's gotten, yeah. gotten himself into some trouble. Uh you're <laughs> getting some Chattanooga Whiskey in the supplying
1: me for sure.
2: Yeah, um, some fi- some Draper family gatherings were sponsored by Chattanooga Whiskey in the past. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's get into it. Junior day. Um, a lot of prospects on campus, some top prospects. I wouldn't call it like a high quantity of visitors on campus um, like we've seen some in the past. Um, there were a solid amount of uh, recruits there. But how would you kind of describe the vibe, um, you know, coming off a 13-1 season? Um, you know, probably should have been in the playoffs. Like what's, what's kind of the vibe around Florida state recruiting um, up there in Tallahassee for this kind of surrounding this junior day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like you mentioned, kind of a lack of of quantity, but I think quality was definitely there. Yeah. Um, there's a good handful of like really high end prospects, like guys we're going to talk about, but I mean, multiple five-star guys, guys that are really interested in FSU, not just guys that you're kind of, you know, Happen to get him on campus necessarily, but guys that have a lot of reciprocated interest and guys that are, uh, you can be excited about getting on campus because there's you know, Evan's has a legit shot at him
2: for sure. Um, so let's start with two new crystal balls that went in. Um, I know Dane doesn't have access to the crystal ball right now, but he would have thrown in a crystal ball for at least one of these prospects. Um, like he told, like all the Nolson 47 subscribers on the board. The first one a four-star linebacker prospect tavion wallace tavion is out of wayne county in the peach state state of georgia a really talented linebacker prospect top 50 prospect overall florida state's doing an awesome job here he told us after the visit that fsu is in the lead that's been the case um they've kind of held the lead for him for quite some time. Um, I think he was on campus last summer. That was the first time he had tripped here. And after that, it was clear Florida State was setting the bar. And that's only continued. And that's after visits to Georgia and a number of other schools um, over the past few months. He'll head to Florida this weekend. But coming out of this weekend, I like where, where Florida State stands and Tavion Wallace's recruitment. And the other crystal ball that went in, Greg Thomas, American Heritage High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Dane, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mr. Thomas and why uh, we both think that Florida State's in a really good spot here.
1: Yeah, Greg is, I mean, we talk about fit with with recruits and guys, uh, you know, that's something that Florida State staff really, you know, looks for. They aren't um, star chasers and whatnot. And that sort of thing. But Greg is like a perfect fit for this program, in my opinion. And um, I mean, for a number of reasons, he's uh, physically his size, that sort of thing. It's what really, what FC really covets that position. You know, they like length and size on the outside at the cornerback. And he really has that he's listed six to And I think that's kind of an old listing too. I, I, he's, he's really put on some size in the last, I don't know. I feel like since we saw him in the summer before his uh, junior season, he's, He's gotten a lot bigger. He's probably pushing 200 or over 200 at this point, to be honest. Um, But he's, I mean, athletically, he's really good. He's kind of blown up as a recruit. He's ranked uh, near the top 100 in the country. For American Heritage, like you said, as a freshman, he had Coach Pastor Tan as his head coach there. And they have a really close relationship. He told me when we spoke yesterday, he was saying, um, you know, they were, they were, real close when Sertan was his head coach at, at Heritage. But even before that, um, he has a relationship with it, with, with Greg's dad and that's, you know, that's important, but Greg is also, um, Seminole, like literally Seminole, uh, native American, you know, um, and, and with the, uh, he is a, a member of the Seminole tribe of Florida, which notably has a, a really positive relationship with the universe or with Florida state university. And, um, and he said himself that that kind of plays an impact and, you know, the people he grew up around were all big FSU fans and the FSU really, he's been surrounded by FSU like his whole life pretty much. So I think it's really just an incredible fit. Um, he would have his position coach, you know, as a guy or pastor Tan as his position coach is someone he has a great relationship with already. Um, his, his background, his, his size, you know, physical projection whatever it's all a great fit i think and uh yeah he's, he says all the right things and i think he's a guy who's ultimately going to end up in this class
2: yeah agreed um i think you know, i'm not sure of a decision timeline he told me last month that it could occur like sometime after the summer you know we'll see if that timeline sticks i you know i know florida state's probably going to try to push to get him in the boat as soon as possible um you know, I think he had mentioned to you in that interview, Dane, that you did with him on dot 247com that they, they're, they you know, pitching to him that they want him to be a leader of the 25 class. You know, couldn't think of a better leader than a guy who's yeah. part of the Seminole tribe and, you know, is one of the best high schools in the country and most definitely, you know, arguably the best in South Florida, a talent rich area. So, and he plays for South Florida express the seven on seven team that's loaded down there in South Florida, and he'll be at the uh, Battle Miami tournament this weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit, too. Moving on to other top targets that were on campus, Zayden Walker, five-star linebacker, the number one-ranked linebacker in the entire country, was at FSU over the weekend. I'm not going to lie, like, I was a little surprised um, just to see him there because I mean, I guess not so much for the visit, but for what he said afterwards, like it, it does sound like he's legitimately interested. Dane, did you catch up with him? Um, and if not, like, you know, what what are you feeling on that one? Because it sounds like Florida State's kind of in that top group for him right now.
1: Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing you were going in. Like, I mean, he's a guy that's ranked the number one linebacker in the country. And um I thought of it more like I was describing earlier, guys that are of quality, but guys that FSU has a legitimate shot with in my head. I'm almost excluding him specifically is like, like, yes, FSU has a shot there, but I wouldn't have put FSU like in, you know, his top three or something, if I were to guess before this, before this visit. But when we spoke to him afterward, he, I mean, I asked him directly, what are the top schools? You know, this school standing on most in his recruitment right now, and he named three schools and FSU was one of them. I don't, I think it was Georgia and Auburn were the other two. Yeah, Georgia
2: and um, Miami, I think.
1: Georgia and Miami, okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, that's obviously really big. If FSU, if FSU can stay in that, that would be as big of a win as you could have in that position. You know? Yeah,
2: he looks like a legit dude. Um, oh, yeah. Just a, you know, total freak show. We actually went to go see him last spring up there in Schley County, Georgia, Really talented prospect. His older brother was a former FSU recruit, Jalewis Solomon, that signed with South Carolina last cycle. And he has another brother who's at Auburn as well, as Zykevious Walker. So, um, yeah, Zayden Walker was at Georgia last weekend. He was at FSU this past weekend. He'll go to Miami this weekend. So that's his top three right now, like he said in the, in the interview. Right now, like I'm probably going to have him picking Georgia Um, you know, whenever that time comes, but Hey, there could be some twists and turns. Let Randy cook, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, moving on another five-star visitor out of Jacksonville, Florida, Mandarin high school wide receiver, Jamie French. Now this recruitment's had a lot of buzz surrounding it over the last few weeks, because obviously he was committed to Alabama and after Nick Saban's retirement, decommitted from the Crimson Tide. Right before he decommitted that day, he told me Florida State was the number one threat to flip him from Bama. He opens up his recruitment that day and visits Florida State this past weekend for a two-day trip. Gets here on Friday. Spends a little more time on campus on Saturday before departing. You know, said all the right things. I guess, you know, we'll, it's a wait and see. He, he sounds like he wants to wait to make his next decision, um, maybe closer to like signing day. We'll see if that timeline holds. Obviously, you know we we know that those shift a lot. So, but it sounds like right now Florida State's in an awesome position. I guess the only thing for me, like holding me back on a crystal ball for Jamie French to Florida State is just I can anticipate a tons of tons of twists and turns in this recruitment moving forward. um Just because he's a five star prospect in the state of Florida, a guy that every school in the country is going to covet, and I wouldn't be surprised if he takes you know five to ten more visits before. Things you know wrap up and and Florida State's an awesome spot. Like I said, they're probably gonna get him back on campus in the spring, and um, we'll kind of see where things go after that. Another intriguing player, four star running back Byron Lewis out of American Heritage as well. What's his deal? Because, like, we know Florida State likes uh the two you know guys that are semi-local in Osmani Chroma out of lee county georgia and alvin henderson out of elba alabama at the running back position in 2025 but byron lewis is a guy that is highly ranked he's like a top 200 ish prospect and is you know super productive down there in south florida at american heritage he visits florida state for the first time in a year this past weekend kind of what what's the situation there Dane?
1: yeah i mean that was a, a Chris interview, but he did. I mean, that's a guy who we haven't heard a ton of, you know, and, and FSU is kind of the top of their, their running back board. Like you're saying, hasn't, he hasn't been necessarily involved with that um, when we've, we've spoken about it, but if he kind of emerges as one of those top guys, it seems like he might, I think that'd be really interesting. interesting. He's definitely seems to have reciprocated interest there. And I think he kind of always has when, when speaking about FSU.
2: Yeah. Um he mentioned that communication had fallen off a little bit between him and Florida State leading up to the visit. I think afterwards, you know, speaking with like the running back coach David Johnson, you know, wasn't wasn't talking to him as much, but maybe after this trip, you know, that'll that'll get fixed and, you know, the communication will pick back up there after not visiting for about a year. Another player that I think is stock up on Florida State's wide receiver board is Vernell Trey Brown. He's out of Orlando Jones High School. Florida State just signed one of his quarterbacks as a walk-on player um in the 24 cycle and Trevor Jackson. I don't know if we talked about that, but we will in a second. Um vernell Brown is a speedy slot type receiver who can, you know, play inside or outside, but you know that's kind of what Florida State's pitching him on. Um really really intelligent kid 4.9 gpa he has a stanford offer i was on the phone with him and you know when we got done talking i was you know talking about uh, getting some uh article quotes for our u florida site because he had visited uf the day before visiting florida state and he listed to me like every single reporter that had hit him up for an interview in the last like week he's like i need to get back to this guy this guy this guy full names i'm like wow um so i know florida state like absolutely loves him or, or certain people on that staff do. Um, So I would not be surprised for him to kind of push up, you know, bump up into that top target range. He loved the visit. Um, He said he appreciated that Mike Norvell didn't do his, you know, as many recruits talk about Norvell doesn't really do the typical recruiting pitch. He kind of isn't, he, he, he calls himself not a great recruiter because he kind of like, you know, tells these recruits, like, hey, you know, if you come here, you're gonna work, and if you don't like that, then don't come to Florida State. So, um, he appreciated the honesty, that's what Vernell told me afterwards. And yeah, I think Florida State's battling here with the two other in state schools, Miami and UF. Vernell is a Florida Gators legacy prospect, his dad played for the Gators, um, and was a really good player there, and yeah, so. It sounds like FSU is doing a really good job here, so a long way to go. Um, he wants to take some officials in June before making a uh, you know, late summer commitment like we've seen from a lot of these guys. Now to your guy, five-star edge rusher, Zion Grady. Tell me everything we need to know about Mr. Grady.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
1: the relevance of, of him being on campus now with being a recent Alabama decommitment. Zion Grady also just decommitted from Alabama this past week and he's back on campus at Florida state. Um, I mean, he's a a high end blue chip Alabama defensive end, which I I know makes a lot of people want to like kind of roll their eyes based (laughs) on the history there. But uh, he's definitely a guy with a lot of interest in Florida state. Um, Georgia and Auburn are really like, the top threats for him at this point. Those are the schools that have been most consistent with him. Um, I mean, along with FSU, right. FSU has been on him for a really long time. And he told me before his visit on Thursday night um, that he has the best relationship, you know, all the schools recruiting him, his best relationship he has is with Florida state and more specifically, John Papuchas. you know, walk with him, you know what I'm saying? So, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but he was back on campus. he, you know, had a good visit. You just got to get those kind of guys on campus as often as possible. Yeah. And so it's it's definitely notable that he was that he was back in Tallahassee.
2: Yeah. I mean, so like here's my take on this now, like with with these guys um, from Alabama, because Florida State has some infatuation with recruiting high end defensive ends <laughs> from the state of Alabama. But hey, they're all really good. So like I'm not trying to like say that they're recruiting or Mississippi aren't, aren't yeah. good. Um but he's – I mean, he's literally ranked the number one edge rusher in the in the country according to the 24-7 composite. So it's not like they're just reaching into Alabama to go find a guy. Like, no, he's he's the best edge in the country. So my take on it is this. You shoot for these guys, you know, and try to beat out these in-state schools. Uh, we'll see if Alabama takes a hit with their recruiting efforts. Now with Kalen DeBoer at the helm, I think that's to be expected, right, coming off the, the GOATS retirement. But how much of a hit is the key, right? Because Alabama just has this built-in factor, I think, um, to where they can usually land a lot of the guys in their state. We'll see if that holds up. Um, but then you have Auburn as the other threat with a really good recruiting staff under their q <inaudible> Freeze, And then Georgia, you know, arguably the best recruiting staff in the country uh, also involved there. So we'll see. Um, it's a really good early sign that he's saying that he has the best relationship with any coach like you said, with coach JP, that that's, that's good to hear. Um, Cause you know, I, I think that's been somewhat of an issue in, in recruitments of the past and, and hopefully, you know, four states learn from that and kind of try to build these early strong relationships um, before things get, you know, super, super heated, heated up in that recruitment. Moving on, we got a few other defensive line prospects to talk about. Myron Charles out of Port Charlotte, Florida, I think Dane and I both caught up mm-hmm. with Myron back-to-back. Um, I don't know if that was accidental or not, but we got the story up on Mills 24-7. And yeah, Myron's a top target for them. Um, I've been hearing for you know months and months and months that Florida State's been building a really good bond there. Him and Odell Higgins are close. Ryan Barto's involved there. Um, Mike Norvell, also personally involved. So Dane, tell us what Myron told you about where kind of Florida State uh, stood. Uh, or stands in that recruitment and kind of, and kind of just, you know, break down, you know, where things, where things are at with, with Myron Charles.
1: Yeah. He he's maintained that FSU is kind of a, I mean, FSU's a top school for him, you know, one of the the top schools in his recruitment. And I mean, like you said, he's he, FSU sees him as, as a top target on their board as well. I think he's really, really good. I feel like he's underrated rankings wise. He's big and and really explosive and long. Like he's got all the, the physical traits you really look for that position, and he can be a massive, you know, disruptor. But um, yeah, I, I uh, after the visit, he definitely seemed to enjoy it a lot and understand how much of a priority he is. I think he listed off, I mean, he listed off more guys than you just did as, as far as coaches that have a relationship with him wow. at FSU. So okay. they they definitely really really covered him.
2: Yeah, um, and he's a guy like if you. Compare like his interview with us to the ones he did with UF site because he's another guy that visited UF on Friday before visiting Florida State on Saturday. He talked about how UF had to like make up ground for him. Sounds like Florida State's kind of in that lead pack or by themselves as the leader. He didn't come out and say that, but from what I'm hearing behind the scenes, like I think Florida State's in a really good spot here. I don't know of a decision being imminent or anything like that. Not, You know, I'm sure Florida State doesn't prefer it that way, right? Like, they probably want this him to go through the process and then, you know, pick them. Um, but we'll see. I think, you know, if, if I had to pick a school today for Myron Charles to land, at, I think it would be FSU. But there's still a long way to go. So I'm not ready to put in a crystal ball there yet. One guy that visited Florida State that was committed to another school, an in-state school, was Jalen Wiggins. He's a four-star defensive lineman at a Tallahassee Rickards High School. You heard that right, Tallahassee Rickards, and he's committed to Florida. This is an interesting recruitment early on, right? Like, I think we've been kind of saying over the past year or so that UF's been doing the better job of not only getting him on campus, which is a little wild to me, um, but also just making headway in this recruitment. Um, I had felt for a while that UF was kind of setting the tone Florida State was still, you know, getting him to to make the short drive over to campus a few times over the past year. They had him in for like a few in season practices, but yeah, I mean, they get him back on campus a week after he commits to Florida um, after their Junior Day event last weekend. And his comments afterwards were interesting. Did you were you part of that interview with with Wiggins? Yeah, I talked to him.
1: Yeah. Um, what was I mean, I thought the most interesting thing was asking him kind of about what he thinks about playing close to home, because that's, I mean, that's kind of why this recruitment feels so unique. Like he's another top target for Florida state at a position that FSU has, you know, struggled to land top guys at. Um, But it seems like he's naturally, you know, you would think more likely to come to FSU, be more receptive to FSU considering they are literally the hometown team. But I asked him, you know, if, if what he thinks about playing close to home and if it's a lot a lot of people when you grow up here i mean i grew up in tallahassee most people don't really want to stay here and that's kind of a thing i feel like that might like maybe that's really common in uh most places around the country but i feel like definitely with tallahassee that's like a commodity and i've kind of assumed maybe that's the same with him you know but i asked him what he thinks about that and He did, he talked a lot about how FSU staff is kind of working to convince him to stay and how that's a good idea, you know, and how he can be kind of like a hometown hero in a sense. And that seems to be intriguing to him, but also just, um, I can't find the word. It's like a four syllable word that I can't think of, but just thinking about it, uh, what he, you know, speculating that's it let's go yep that's four syllables right anyway yeah just speculating i feel like when he was describing that those conversations and his thoughts on it it's like it's almost like he's talking himself into the idea of staying at florida state or staying in town that sort of thing and i i do wonder if that is why he was kind of quick on the trigger to to go ahead and commit to a school in gainesville
2: yeah um no that's a that's a good point and it's on Florida state now, right? Like they have the entire rest of this cycle to try and convince him to stay home. And I will say like, I mean, I, your point is absolutely correct. Like a lot of people that I've talked to that, you know, maybe grew up in Tallahassee don't want to stay there, but how, you know, how much sense does it make to move from Tallahassee to Gainesville? (laughs) (laughs) That's not much of an upgrade, right? Yeah. Like like going to Uh, New York or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like a big city or something. Hey, but to each their own, like I'm, you know, Respect his decision, but you know Florida State is going to try to change his mind over the next uh, you know eleven months, ten months. So we'll see what happens there. I'm sure they'll get him back on campus several times and keep chipping away. The last prospect I want to talk about is Trajan Odom. He's a newer defensive line target for Florida State. He's out of North Carolina, Cary, North Carolina. He's a guy that I think is kind of trending up in the recruiting world. Um, he's an 88 grade on 24, seven sports the number 34 ranked defensive lineman in the country. He could be like a big edge, but I think he's probably going to be in an interior defensive lineman. That's what Florida State's recruiting him as um, Odell Higgins is kind of leading the charge there. Mike Norvell went to go see him last week. He visits this weekend for the junior day. Florida State is in a good spot there early, but it sounds like that recruitment's kind of in the infant stages of um you know where it's going to be headed because i mean he got an ohio state offer recently i think georgia offered him as of like maybe today um and then he got he's gotten like auburn oregon and a few others so like he's blown up good for florida state to get him on campus early in the process now it's about getting him back down to tallahassee again hopefully in the spring that's kind of the the model right now right like it's you try to get one of those early you know january slash february visits get them back for a spring practice and then set up for that ob in june um that's probably florida state's goal here and it's florida state's goal with a lot of prospects um that's kind of the last guy i wanted to talk about you know as a part of that junior day visitor list uh there were other guys on campus and, and we wrote about you know multiple other players um one note you know I'll add Tremel Jones, Florida State's quarterback commit, was there. He's a guy that is doing all the right things when it comes to recruiting other prospects to join him in the class. He kind—I of, like this uh, part of his interview um, on No. 7 Afterwards, he talked about how he was kind of a—he is kind of a quiet and reserved guy, but he understands the need for him as the quarterback commit to be vocal and to try to add players to this class alongside him. And I think that's really good to see from your quarterback commit. I will note, he's not shut down his recruitment yet. He has other schools still after him, most notably Florida. They're trying to get him on campus this coming weekend. He said as of Saturday afternoon that that was still kind of not set in stone. But it sounds like it's certainly a possibility. So other schools are still trying to work on flipping Tremel Jones. But he said he's 100% locked in. I believe him. I think he genuinely wants to be at Florida State. He's recruiting his teammate, obviously Jamie French, like we talked about earlier, and a number of other players to join him in Tallahassee. So, you know, I mentioned this coming weekend, Florida State will host another junior day. Dane, who are some guys that maybe you've confirmed already that are expected to be on campus um, this coming weekend for FSU?
1: Yeah, there's some there's some good names kind of in the early developments of – not super early, but you know some names we have written down for this coming weekend. I think most notably is Solomon Thomas. He's your five-star offensive line commit. Um, he should be there on the 26th, so that's that's Friday. But have him down for this weekend. Um, I mean that's massive. That's the first time he's been on. He will have been on campus uh, since he made that commitment. You know? Yeah, and he was and at that's...
2: UF. Yeah, he was at UF this past weekend for a three-day visit. So. Good way to yep. combat a, a visit is, you know, getting the the next one right after it. So, um, yeah, I agree with you, Dane. That, that is a big one. Any other guys that w- that we you know, have on the list right now? Yeah, um, just
1: guys that are like have been reported or have tweeted. Trent Wilson's a four-star defensive lineman. I don't know too much about him. I think he's been busy visiting multiple schools and FSU's in line to get one on on Saturday. Derek Smith yeah. is a high-end wide receiver who I think is a really recent offer, right, like offered last week from Alabama, I think.
2: Yeah, I believe so. I
1: believe, yeah, he's. Yeah. I watched a little bit of him. It's one of those where he's, you know, looks really good athletically, and you can understand the ranking and his film is just absolutely destroying, like really poor competition in Alabama and stuff. It's it's fun. Uh, and, and Quincy Porter's another one. He's a, a high-end wide receiver who uh, I haven't heard a ton about with FSU interest at this point, but that'll be interesting to see what he has to say after he visits Florida State.
2: Yeah, a quick note. Trent Wilson's a, a four-star defensive lineman from actually Maryland. He was at Penn State this past weekend. He'll visit Florida State. I think he has one other trip set up. And then, like you said, Derek Smith, super talented receiver. Florida State actually offered him in 2022, so they've been in the mix there quietly. I don't think they've gotten him on campus yet, so this look is likely his first visit. Um, sounds like Auburn's in a good spot early. He's the number six rated receiver in the country and then quincy porter's at the number seven rated receiver in the country number one player in the state of new jersey I believe he's going to see um either florida or miami soon as well so um, he's going to make a, a little run in the sunshine state seeing some some schools that have offered him already so yeah good good early list um you know stay tuned to no 247.com we'll keep you updated on all of that lastly just want to note um, I am going to be at Battle Miami, that um, if you don't know what that is, it's a big-time seven-on-seven tournament located, obviously, in Miami, where all the top seven-on-seven seven teams, or most of them, come down and compete. That's kind of like the first big event of the seven-on-seven seven circuit, so a ton of talented prospects are going to be there. Might actually limit you know, some of the guys that could, could be at Florida State this weekend. Um, I know Miami will host like a junior day to try and get all those guys down there. Um, you know, while they're in town, but yeah, it's going to be absolutely stacked. Dane was at, at it last year with me. I'm going to be oh, covering yeah. it. You know, we're going to have a, a ton of coverage on Nolse number seven of both the junior day and battle Miami. So stay tuned. Appreciate you guys listening for Dane Draper. I'm Zach Blostein. This was on the bench. Peace.